comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. And this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hello! Out Now is a film podcast. It's Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also discuss the latest movie trailers, box office results, and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 90. 90. Abe, we're Uh-oh. 90. Whoa. And, uh, today, we're talking... It's Super Bowl Sunday. So, obviously, there's there was one thing that goes to Super Bowl Sunday, and it's paranormal teen romance films. So, which is why we're talking about Warm Bodies, uh, the new romantic comedy with zombies starring Nicholas Holt and Teresa Palmer. And joining us to discuss Warm Bodies, we have one of the main reviewers for Just Seen It, an aspiring actress and master trickster, the girl you won't find swooning over an emo zombie with a hoodie anytime soon, Brenna Smith. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Brenna? Oh, I'm all right. I'm excited to talk about... Movies. There you go. That's, that's, that's the thing. That's there the thing. You that's go. The, yeah. That's, that's, what we, that's, what, that's what this show is, right? Is yeah. the movie show? A little, a little tap on the chin. If, if there's a thing you wanted to be excited about talking about, movies is the correct answer. On yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you go. Um, all right, let's get to it. So, some announcement things here. We got. Uh, I keep mentioning the hundredth episode's coming up soon. We're at ninety, right, Abe? Oh, I just said that. So I yeah, mean, I think we repeated that like four times. Yeah, so just saying. Ninety. Ninety. He can be excited about it. That's a big milestone. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're getting we're getting up there, and uh, we're we'll, we're gonna come up with something cool, I'd imagine, to do. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. Also, uh, we're probably last year we did Abe, we did a like an Oscar nomination like. We did like a contest actually between us and some of the regular guests, right? We had mm-hmm. a predicting the Oscar noms, and then we had a wrap-up show afterwards. So we're probably there again. So stay tuned for that, and some more commentaries because we like them. Where you guys like them, we just sit there and talk about movies, and you like them. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate the support for you I, listening. I started listening to our Street Fighter commentary that we did. It's kind it's, of it's, it's a bad movie, but a good commentary. Kind of amazing. Yeah, I was impressed that we did that. That's <laughs> the entire definition of riff tracks. Yeah, it is. except. We we, yeah. we we actually bring some knowledge on too. knowledge. We drop oh. our commentaries. Yeah. So you don't just make fun of it. You actually inform people. Well, I, I try to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, big announcement. I got to say this right now. This is we we don't tend to do news on the show. This is just about reviewing movies and making fun of things. But Fast and the Furious Six finally got a title. Oh we've been, we've been waiting. Is it Fast and the Furious Six? It is in fact Fast and the Furious Six. It's kind of whoa. Kind of wow. Whoa. I was really hoping for Fast and Furious. But that, 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 that was what I, I like. Fast and Furious or Fast and Furious or Fast Six Furious Six. 
that would be good. So that's 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 the official title. What would you have wanted it to be? I told you, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. It'd be Fast and Fury, and then there'd be a yeah, yeah, with like the bit of bit of Furious. Mm. It's a pity they don't ask you. I, just, I know. I mean, I love the... I, I am a huge admirer of the people in charge of the title. <laughs> did, did you read the tagline for the poster, too? Yeah. All, like, all roads lead to this. Oh, oh. Abe, again, you were making fun of me before Fast 5 came out, and I was convinced. I'm, I'm was not convinced. saying that Fast 6 is going to be... Fast 6. I'm not saying <laughs> that Fast 6 is not going to be good. I like Justin Lin. He did it. He's been doing a good job. He directed one of my favorite Community episodes. Who's in it? Community or oh, Fast Furious 6? I know who's in Community. Fast Furious 6. Everybody. Everybody and a, a host of new people. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Luke Evans. He was, like, in Immortals. He's the, uh, yeah, he's an Immortal. He's Zeus. Yeah, he's Zeus. He's one of the bad guys in this, and so is, um, like, I think, one, like, I think, uh, I think Maxwell brought this up. One of the people from The Raid is in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the sergeant in The Raid. The sh- Michelle Rodriguez is back from the dead. In this back movie. from the dead? Yeah. yeah. The most intriguing thing. Gina Carano. Hey, oh, yes, that's right. That's Gina what I'm saying. Carano. Gina Carano's in there. Yeah. All right. Tyrese. No. I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about this next week after we get the new trailer, which debuts with the Super Bowl today. So, uh, so does the Iron Man 3 trailer. Yeah, but we've seen Iron Man 3 trailers already. I mean, yes, but this is a new Iron Man 3 trailer. The Iron Man 3 poster did come out. It's yeah, a, maybe we'll get more information on who the Iron Patriot is. It's a pretty cool it book. looks just like that comic book. There you go. Yeah. So moving on. Um, uh, last thing before we get to the main show. Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings. Happy to get those. Really cool. Helps out the show. We're at, I think, like 12, something like that. If we could get to... <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, a bigger number. We're at 85. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. In no, that realistically, time, we get there was a like, lot of likes. Realistically, if we could get to like 15, that'd be great. I'd like I thought uh, I thought twelve was shorthand for twelve thousand or something. Or before a hundred episodes, <laughs> because everyone hates going on iTunes. That's why. But yeah, it helps it helps out the show though. Yeah, so, cool to it's the worst program. All right, so let's move on. Let's get to know everybody, where we try to ask each other a few questions and set the tone for the podcast. You better get to know everybody. And I'm gonna start this one off this week. So I have a question for Abe. Yeah. What role in this movie could John Nogovich have substituted in for? Uh, I think the bonies. He, he'd actually be a pretty good bonus. <laughs> like, like, all of them. Like, like, yeah, no, like all of them. Exactly. Just like being John Malkovich, except they're all, they're all dead now. <laughs> Skeletons that eat anything. Is so. that your question every week about John Malkovich? I, it should be. It should. <laughs> I gotta say that. Is he a friend of the show yet? Not yet, but I need, Not to, yet. I need to have a yeah. everybody bank. Yeah, you were quite <laughs> into that John Malkovich fellow. Uh, all right, Bretta. Ooh, yes. In your zombie life, where mm. would your home be? Considering that R is in a, he's in a giant seven. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a tough question because I wouldn't be a zombie because I would survive the zombie apocalypse. Oh. Just read the guide. I've read the guide. I have an autographed copy. And you've of the also guide. got a kit, I'm sure. Oh, oh of course. And yeah. my zombie plan, uh, I'm going to Costco, so that's where I'll be. <laughs> They've got metal shutters and all the food you need. That's true, yeah. That's and those hot dogs are very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. That's, and pizza. That, that is one of the reasons, because the hot dogs are inexpensive in a world where zombies exist, but you're still paying for hot dogs. Well, you have to you have to keep your life regular so you don't go crazy, right? Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you can ask the question to Aaron and I. Uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, let's ask Abe, because I already know too much about Aaron. There we go. <laughs> Abe. 
If you were in the zombie apocalypse, what kind of zombie would you choose to fight? The fast Ooh. ones, the slow ones, the the chemical ones, or the religious ones? That's crazy, because I have a question very similar to that that I was going to ask, Aaron. <laughs> um, I would... Wait, that I would be afraid to fight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess asking if which one you'd like to fight is pretty obvious. You'd want the slow ones. So yes. which do you think would be the most fun to fight, or the ones that would be most terrified to fight? Well, I've played Left 4 Dead 2, <laughs> and there are the boomers. Oh. Uh, those guys are, are scary because uh, they just burst. <laughs> you're, speak, you're speaking Brenna's language, by the way, when you mention <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> they, they just throw up on you and it's just it's disgusting and then they attract the horde and so I think and the, the chemical biohazard ones would be the the most terrifying to fight. You say that, oh, but I, I say the witch. Oh my god. Oh yeah, but I mean you could like sneakily go around her and just leave yeah, her. Yeah the boomers walk. actually seek you out. True enough, okay. Yeah. And they pop like giant pus filled pimples. As yeah, as especially when you have like the the sniper. It happens. I love it when they fall off buildings because they're stupid zombies. Yeah. I also like throwing the Molotovs at him and just having them, like, blow up. It's like, take that! Alright. Aaron, I'm gonna have to revise this question, but I'll ask it to you anyway. Here we go. <laughs> Are you a fan of the fast-acting zombies, or the slow-acting zombies? Um, you, Abe, you know that I am a huge zombie fan in general, yep. so, like, it really doesn't make too much of a difference to me. That said, my favorite zombie movies are the ones where they do move slower, so I would, by default, have to say the slower zombies. But the, I don't have anything as the fast acting zombies. The fast acting and acting zombies. Yeah, these yeah. guys are <laughs> fast acting. Fast acting zombies. They've got athletes, but that's why they're going. They're going to <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're always trying to find a cure. They keep running up and screaming at people. Help me! John, oh, your arm came off. No. Oh god. Um. All right, Brenna. Hmm. What is next on the list of paranormal teen romance movies? Ooh, hmm. Um, I'm. We haven't really seen anything involving werewolves, but I think I'm. Uh, I'm holding out for, like, creature from the Black Lagoon, or that was actually going to be my answer, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, or maybe some of some like old school classic monsters that nobody would love, like the Blob. <laughs> Blobs, you love. I would watch that. I'd He's so lonely that he needs everybody. So that'd, be the, that'd, that'd, that'd be the greatest teen sex comedy ever. <laughs> I'd love. It'd be just a great orgy <laughs> going through the streets. I'd watch the I'd watch the hell out of that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So is that everybody? I think that's everybody. Okay. Well, that's how you play. Know everybody. Yeah. All right. Speaking of yeah, babe. Now it's time for Al Quickies. Yeah. And now, Quickies, each week we have movies that, well, each week movies come out, not a lot of them come out, we don't get the chance to talk about every single one of them because we like to focus on one, but there is a chance that we may have watched some movies, so we want to provide some quick thoughts on them, hence, out now, Quickies. Yeah. Thank you. Abe, do you have any Quickies this week? I haven't, but I finished The League Season 4. Very good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Brenna, have you seen any other movies this week? Nothing that doesn't come out for, like, two months. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have been watching, I watched a few things. I watched, um, I've been watching House of Cards. Oh. Which we, we talked about. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, uh, the, it's the Netflix TV show that came out. They, they, they release all episodes? All episodes came out at the same time. Which, yeah. so, when that happens for Arrested Development, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to take a sick day that day. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. But, um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, House of Cards is the show uh, produced by David Fincher, and the first two episodes are actually directed by him, and it's starring Kevin Spacey, among a lot of other people, including um, your favorite Ernest Hemingway, Corey Stoll's in that movie. That's right, yeah. That, that TV show. It's quite good in it. Does he have a mustache? No, he's completely, he's bald and face, and hairless on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that There probably is a better way to say that. Clean, <laughs> yes. clean shaven, perhaps. But I like hairless on his face. That's hairless what, on his face. That's it. Uh, did, you, did you talk about... Uh... Did you ever talk about Do No Harm? Did you see Do No Harm? I didn't watch Do. You know what? I was sitting at I was sitting at home on Thursday night. I was like, I could record this, and then I decided not to. So no, I didn't. I didn't yeah, just yeah. Well, well millions of people just like you had the same <laughs> thought, and it debuted with a .9 rating, <laughs> the lowest for primetime drama. You guys gave it a stream it, I believe, right? I. Oh well, yeah, I, we gave it a stream it. You, you... Wait, it's it's we gave it a stream it. If they fixed some stuff. Okay. Because they're taking it way too seriously. It would be so much more amusing if... it was Because it's this guy... It's like the scene in Spider-Man 3 when he's being the emo kid dancing the street after he gets a symbiote. (laughs) And it's... But serious version of that. I could watch it all day. Yeah, so it would be much better if they just were being silly with it and fun and carefree and not like, I hate you. I hate you, alternate personality. I'm going to sabotage you. Here's some drug dealer's cocaine that I stole. Oh, no, I'm a surgeon. I can't have drugs. (laughs) It's just, it's, yeah. If they were sillier with it, I think it would be a lot more successful. But they're trying to be like... I think they're trying to fill the the gap that House left behind. I had always thought that, wasn't that premise already done with that one Christian Slater show, like, that also bombed? Um, like a few seasons ago. There's like eight Christian Slater shows that get canceled every year. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, that's true. It's one where he's like playing like himself, but there's like a double of himself. I don't know. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, House of Cards. Good show. I'm enjoying it so far. Cool. Um, speaking of Christian Slater, I also saw Bullet to the Head, which co-stars Christian Slater in a very small role, but is also the new Sylvester Stallone video movie. Video. Video movie. Video. <laughs> video movie. It's going to video. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to... Sorry? The video vixens in it, yep. and girls in bikinis and stuff. Yep, it's just nonstop that because it's in New Orleans, so that's where that thing oh. happens. Uh, I'm gonna hold back my thoughts of Bullet to the Head right now because I think Jordan Grout and I are gonna tag the show with a little bonus review of Bullet to the Head. But um, in case that doesn't happen, and I feel like an idiot for saying that and something like that not happening, I'll just say it's a terrible movie. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. <laughs> Save you the yeah. Thanks. Uh, but more details <laughs> on that later, perhaps. Uh, I think it's gonna be like an Oscar-worthy contender. Yeah. La- yeah, and not Super Bowl Sunday. Um, la- lastly, has anyone heard of a movie called Girl Walk All Day? No. No. Okay, this movie is really cool. So basically, it's it was funded by like kick- a Kickstarter campaign. It takes place all in New York during a day where it's just a girl and like two other people dancing through the streets set to the, set to the entire album of uh, Girl Talks All Day. And so it it's literally like they're just spontaneously dancing through New York. There's no dialogue or anything. It's just all music and them like just dancing in in crowds. And it's really interesting to watch. It's a, I, mean, I kept I kept going. It's like an hour. Is it available uh, it's on, on streaming? Yeah, it's not on streaming yet, but it is all available online on their site girlwalkallday.com. Okay. And like it'll probably it's like on it'll eventually on Netflix once it comes out, I get yeah. imagine. But it's like I'm looking at their IMDb page. There's the girl, the gentleman, and the creep. The creep. Yeah. <laughs> Like, huh? I'll put it. I'll put it in the show notes. John for sure. Butters is in the movie. No, I'll put it. So, what did the what did the people who donated get? What kind of perks do you get with that movie? I don't know. It was. It came out like a year ago or like last year, I think. 
and but it like 2011. Yeah, but it started. It finally, I guess, started getting kind of. I guess when it was coming out, it was coming out piece by piece because it's separated by. They're like all like six minute segments, and it's like twelve. Oh. It's like twelve parts. But now the whole movie's like available, so it's 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 really interesting. I really enjoyed it though. I kept. I was like, I really like this. This is really fun. Just, Certainly love to check it out. Yeah. Um. So okay, so that yeah, that's girl walk all day. I'll put I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Uh, so moving on, let's get to movie trailer talk. Where each week we discuss some of the newest trailers and uh, what we thought of them. And we got two, two, two trailers all right here. First one we're gonna go into is called Upside Down, and this movie stars uh, non-Asian Jim Sturgis and uh, <laughs> and uh, Kirsten Dunst as two people who are. In love, but separated by planets, because they live on opposite planets that happen to be directly next to each other. So one is upside down. I don't even know how to describe this one. They're like wow. two twin worlds, and the gravity's like separate. It's weird. It's a weird looking thing. Have you seen the poster for it? I'm looking at the poster right now. It looks like it says upside moo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was very confused when I first yeah. saw it, and then I was like, oh, they're trying to be clever. Upside and moo. Upside and moo. Upside and moo. It's probably more accurate title. With that said, Retta, what do you think of the trailer? Um, I I, I think it's just I I don't know I I think they might be trying a little too hard, just like their poster. Um, <laughs> but uh, eh, eh. <laughs> Abe, you have, uh, <laughs> were there more thoughts coming from that? <laughs> no, it was just more eh. <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. It's primarily because uh, I think that we've kind of been let down with some of the the latest like in time things and also some of the other sci fi stuff. But I, I remember seeing this trailer like a while ago. I, I don't know why it's being released wide now. I I do remember seeing it like I don't know a year ago or something like that. But it doesn't look all that crazy cool. It does look like they are trying a little hard in terms of the the. The graphics and stuff, and the story doesn't seem to be all that compelling anyway. It's kind of just like Romeo and Juliet style stuff. So I don't, know. I don't know. I think it's probably going to get buried in in all the other sort of kooky, unique films you have with with like that Will Smith movie that's coming out. What's that? After Earth. After yeah, this is coming out in March, and so like March is like a crazy month anyway. I, it probably would get buried. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's probably not good. Maybe that's why they're releasing the trailer now. They're trying to get in there before all the other ones start advertising. I guess. Hmm. It did remind me of Another Earth. Anyone see that movie? Uh, no, but that's like the better one than uh, Sky... whatever, right? Oblivion? No, no, no. Um, the one I'm thinking of, like, where it's the same premise. Anyway. Well, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Another Earth was the one where there's like, there's literally another Earth that just appears in this, and it's like a, right. a mirror image of Earth. But that's a movie I quite enjoyed, actually. But, uh, yeah, Upside Down, eh, yeah, I got the same kind of, like, this is this is neat, I guess, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, Upside Down uh, comes out March 15th, 2013. I don't know why I say the year again. I keep doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're in a new year, Aaron. Come on. I got it. Okay, the next trailer we're going to talk about, uh, because we're all big James Franco fans, it's called Spring Breakers. Um, <laughs> this movie involves four college girls who are... They 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 basically rob they they rob like a someplace I think a restaurant to fund their spring break and uh, 
lots of criminal activities ensue from there. I think the catch is that all four girls are all, they're all like, what, Disney princesses at some point? Selena Gomez. (laughs) So, and also, what's her face? Vanessa Hudgens. Well, all four of them were all like on Disney. I think what's her face works for all of them, actually. Yes, exactly. I would agree with that. What's your face? Um, so, Sorry, what's your face? And what's your face? And also, what's, what's your face? Your face? What's your face? So, Abe, I know you're a big Selena Gomez and Ashley Hudgens fan. <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? I, I am not. That is a lie. This movie looks awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I am a fan of James Franco, uh, but him being like his, I thought I thought he was just being cool with like his southern slang, saying his name was like Alan, but Alan. And I looked on the IMDb page, his name is like Alien. I'm like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous but the the premise is that these yeah these four girls knock over like a, a, a shop just to fund their spring break and then they they get into even more crazy stuff and i think it's supposed to like explore like the dark side of like suburban american culture it's like whatever this is just trash yeah, it's like i don't want to watch a bunch of white people steal money so they can party exactly when have to steal money to live but whatever. I mean, there's uh, like a there's like a quick snippet of like one of the girls, like taking this giant black dude who's eating like down, and like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I, when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was Kid Rock <laughs> doing doing James Franco's role. Yeah, I was like, what kid? What? That would make more sense to me. <laughs> but no, it's it's like a chav James Franco. It's really kind of gross. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I never have interest to watch white girls partying. It's just something that's never appealed to me. And this looks like it's gonna be like that. Cause I'm sorry, I'm not gonna feel bad for you. I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm not gonna have any sympathy for these girls, none whatsoever. When they get arrested and they're in the court in their bikinis, I'm like, yeah, good on you, justice system. <laughs> Keep up the good work. So I think that I'm probably just gonna hate this movie anyway. I can agree with all that, but the reason I bring it up, or brought it up, or what sparked interest in me is because it's from um, director Harmony Corinne, and she did um, Gummo, and she wrote Kids, and I'm like, this is, that's, that's, a movie like this seems like there might be something more going on that I'm kind of intrigued by now, because those are some kind of I mean, dark movies. Yeah, you certainly get that sense in the girls. trailer, too. I mean, you know, the whole entire, like, oh, well, there's probably something more, but at the same time, it's like, Bruh. I don't know. Yeah, I really, I'm interested in seeing those girls in particular doing horrible, dirty things just because they're ex-Disney princesses, but that's probably the only reason I'd see it at this point. Mm. Also, half the trailer are, like, black. Yeah. yeah. It's so dark. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. Well, it's a good thing it's in 3D, but, uh, no, it's not. But, um... <laughs> More eye candy for the little 12-year-old boys that will go see it. Because <laughs> they can get in. Um... <laughs> probably rated R. It is very rated R. Um, yeah. With all that said, Spring Breakers comes out March 22nd. So, uh, you know, be there or be square, right? That's what they, that's what they say. Mm, that's what the kids say. That's what the kids say. They, <laughs> they say that. They say that. When, what was the last time? They, they say that when they're making fun of old people. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> let's move on. Let's, let's, let's go to our main film review for Warm Bodies. Yay. What am I doing with my life? I just want to connect. Why can't I connect with people? All right, it's because I'm dead. I wish I could introduce myself, but I don't remember my name. I think it started with an R. That's all I have left. It's kind of a bummer. I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I mean, we're all dead. This is my best friend. We even have almost conversations sometimes. 
should call these guys bony. They'll eat anything with a heartbeat. I mean, I will too, but... At least I'm conflicted about it. Nice watch. This is the new paranormal romantic comedy, uh, because we need more of those, really. But um, <laughs> we need a good one. We haven't had a good exactly. one yet. Exactly. Regardless, yeah. Anyway, this well, is now we have. Yeah. So, th- this movie is about R. He is a zombie in a zombie-infested world. He lives in an airport. He walks around. He has thoughts in his inside of his head. He he just wants to find meaning in his his undead life. He meets a girl named Julie. Uh, he falls in love with Julie at first sight, it would seem. After eating her boyfriend's brains, he falls even more in love with her. Uh, he saves her from other zombies, and they start to kind of... They, he kind of kind of locks her away to keep her safe from the other zombies, and the two of them form some kind of a relationship, it would seem. And from there, the zombies... Well, Zarg kind of gets a little a little less zombie-like, and that kind of starts infecting the other zombies, and lots of romantic zombie hijinks ensue from that point. So, with all that said, Bretta, what did you think, in some brief thoughts, of Warm Bodies? I actually... Okay, first off, I was really nervous going into it, because I thought it was going to be Twilight, but with zombies. Because, you know, you have this this uh, parent, this traditional monster va- zombies here, vampires in Twilight, falling in love with a human. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably going to be really bad. And I walked away going, oh, well, I like that. Because unlike Twilight, it's not a horribly unhealthy, flawed relationship. And you're not, he's, the, he's not an ass. He actually, sorry, he's not a jerk. He actually seems to care about her. Um, and she doesn't love him because he abuses her, like in Twilight. Um, and on top of that, there's also some... Romeo and Juliet stuff going on here. <clears throat> but again, unlike that, it's not a horribly flawed relationship because Romeo and Juliet is so unhealthy. God, I hate that play. <laughs> 13 year olds killing themselves over each other is not. No, not okay. Anyway, that was a great episode. During that time was like 26, so they're already middle aged. It's true. This is true. <laughs> but still, they didn't even make it to any farther. Anyway, um,. But I actually was really impressed with it. I thought I was going to hate it. Particularly, on top of that, I hate Twilight, but I'm also a huge zombie fan. So I'm thinking, you know, the love and all this stuff, that doesn't work. That's not zombies. I'll never forgive it. But they set it up in their own world so well that I could – they had their own rules, and they followed them to a T. So I could forgive them for straying from the usual zombie path. And everything else is so good that I was able to just completely get over all of my elitist zombie fan hangups and enjoy this movie. Although, what's your face? Teresa Palmer. Is that her name? Yeah. Looks exactly like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> like, could be her sister. Just blonde. Yeah, I heard people going, is that Kristen? Really? She's doing another one of these movies? Because <laughs> uh, I saw the trailer, I thought it was. And I was like, no, no, that's 
But that thankfully, her lookalikeness and the fact that it's a traditional monster in love with a human is where the similarities to Twilight end, because it's a good movie. Cool. Abe, thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was actually a pretty good movie, too. And, and it's it's very harmless. It doesn't really, you know, there's not a whole lot of, like, gore. There's not a whole lot of, like, love. It's kind of just, like, in the middle. And there's a lot of comedy, actually. So um, the, the beginning where they're setting everything up, I do agree with uh, Brenna about the entire world building world setting with like the rules of these types of zombies versus the bonies um and how they're different uh but yeah for the most part it's nothing that is going to be like uh overly love filled uh there are moments that are kind of weird i guess but at the same time uh, i think that the the direction of it um was well done i it's based off of a book Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that they had some some stuff to work with there. Um, I don't know if people who read the book hated the movie, but I, I certainly enjoyed where they took this movie in terms of, you know what, there's like some elements of um, this person becoming more human. And let's explore that, um, explore like, the emotions that he goes through uh, while giving it some humor and giving it some. Are they adolescents? They're probably not adults. They're like 20s, right? Yeah, um, I just yeah. so. Yeah. But he yeah, has that face like, where he can look anywhere between, like, 20s or, like, young teens. Which they address Yeah, exactly what the friend said. That's what I was quoting, yes. Yeah. How old are you? Because you could be 20-something, but you could also be a teenager. You know, you have one of those faces. Oh, my God. And I can't even smell. You don't smell rotten. He doesn't smell rotten. But, yeah, on the overall, it's, it's a fun movie. Uh, I think that, you know, it's probably one of those date movies type uh, films. It's actually probably the only good date movie out right now for Valentine's Day. Besides uh, Bulleted to the Head, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> or you could do what I want to do and just go to the Die Hard Marathon. There you go. That's pretty Valentine's day It is. It is open up Valentine's Day. It's a good day. Um, I, um, I like this movie quite a bit, too. I enjoy myself and for similar reasons as to, to Brenda, because I... I'm also a big zombie fan. I mean, we've done a zombie episode on this show. Um, did. But uh, I am very, you know, kind of quick, quick to judge other zombie movies when they kind of stray from the, the standard template, you know, maybe the Romero-type zombies. But uh, this movie, the best thing I can say about it is that it did a good job of making me accept the fact that, yeah, the zombies think and they, you know, talk in things in this movie. And that's something that you certainly don't see zombies doing all the time. And, but I was able to go with it because I do think, I agree, the world building's pretty cool in this movie. I, I enjoyed how it was set up and I enjoyed the comedy the most in this movie. The romance, I would say, is probably the weakest element just because it, it's, um, it's there and you, you, I guess you can, if you buy into it, good on you, but it's not. Right. What, getting, He's pretty getting, and she's pretty. That's enough. That's pretty, yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> that's the extent of it at that point. But, um, no, I really like Nicholas Holt in this movie as R. I really like his, the narration he's doing and kind of his, his zombie attitude, which is, I guess, a lot to say because he is, you know, playing a hipster in this movie, and I, I, can, take, I can take or leave that. <laughs> he's a hipster he, zombie. He's a hipster zombie, but I was able to go with it because I liked him, and I liked him and, uh, and Rob Corddry, who's really funny in this movie as yes. well. Like, there's yeah. just, there's a lot of things that make this movie just work for me overall, even though some things kind of go underdeveloped, like the Bonies, for example, or John Malkovich, who could, this movie could easily use more of, especially his intensity. It's like having Nick Cage not having him go into rage cage mode, but you have John Malkovich, and he's just kind of like, hey, I'm here. I was okay with, I was okay with the level of Malkovich. I could have used <laughs> in the In the sequel, Malkovich's Rise, I'll... Uh, <laughs> he just takes over, like, the entire state. Exactly. I think the dead are coming back to life. 
That does sound crazy. They're changing, Dad. They're, they're, I don't know, they're somehow curing themselves. No, you know what is happening, Julie? What's happening is every day there are more of them and less of us. They are not curing themselves. We're their food source. They are not becoming vegan. I did have one sort of over, uh, overarching complaint about it, which was, is this, apoc- is this apocalypse happening at a local level? Is it global? Right. Because if so, cleaning out your city doesn't mean anything because the ones in the, in the city 20 miles away can just walk up. <laughs> I thought up. about so that too. Why are you blowing up your wall? You haven't converted yeah. those guys yet. The movie's certainly kind of small scale in terms of yeah. it's telling its story. So. They should have been on an island or something. <laughs> yeah. But then that'd be awkward, because that's a huge island, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. To your point about the whole entire, uh, you know, uh, the the part about eating brains, I actually really like that, primarily because uh, I like the flashback sequences that they do. Um, Mm -hmm. They're staged very well, as well as the lighting. And then Rob Corddry, again, I I think I brought this up when we were talking about the trailers, that He's actually being not Rob Corddry, where he's being loud and rambunctious. There are some moments where he's he's actually he has some really funny lines. Yeah. Um, he's got some of the funniest lines in the movie. He's um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he's actually that good at his deliver his, his his being a zombie. Uh-huh. Um, but I forgive it because Rob – not Rob Corddry, sorry, because uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah. Because Nicholas Holt is so good at being – his, uh, being a zombie and, yeah. and having dialogue. And Rob Corddry kind of feels like – it's okay. I forgive you for not sounding as zombie-ish as he is because you say the funniest things in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. But even he gets it. Abe, you're awesome like, bro moment. Abe, you're, <laughs> yeah. Bitches. <laughs> bitches, <laughs> man. Uh, but Abe, you're mentioning like, Rob Cor- like the flashback stuff, and there's like, Rob Cordry does some good, like, he has like a very spicy scene where, you know, so you see some of his past life, and you're like, okay, I can, yeah, it actually I can roll with is this. A- kind of affecting but even a uh, friend of the show dave franco he's up there uh friend of the show dave oh great friend of the show dave franco yes. he made it he made it to the list all right um cool. friend of the show dave franco he, do, he like you don't get you think you're like kind of like oh i don't i guess i'm not gonna get to learn much about him but then you kind of yeah you go into his backstory yeah. and you kind of feel for dave franco given like what you see how you see his character evolve based on what's happening in the or what happened in the zombie world and i yeah and i liked how it handled that mixed with the idea of you eat brains and you get their you get their memories like that's memories. a that's a neat concept that i haven't seen before so that's, well, i yeah. think that that implies that perry is dead because i can't imagine Tema eating his brains with him being alive so yeah. i um, like, i saw I, hannibal really <laughs> <laughs> same thing but i also felt the same way i was like oh well, why would you use him why would you have him in this role he's just gonna die yeah, and then I realized yeah. that oh no, no, we're not done with him. We're gonna see so much more of him. More. I, I totally thought that too. I was like, why is he promoting the show, or the movie, when he's got like, he's he's off five in the first yeah, the five minutes. It's like, oh, that's well done, well done. Mm-hmm. Well played, sir. Yes. What did you guys think of the use of the the music? Uh, I guess the soundtrack to tune what R is also trying to convey, and as well as just I guess old school like rock and roll. It's certainly not subtle in some of the song choices but even yeah. that like there's one scene in particular where they kind of play a song that you think is going to be like oh this is really cheesy and then they they like call it out they, they they call it out and it's like okay that's actually that made me laugh quite a bit because they kind of stopped it in his tracks it's like yeah we get that it's ridiculous to use but, you know what i think that actually i think that a lot of people in the theater where we saw it didn't recognize the song until they started singing okay <laughs> kind of depressing but they didn't get the joke, so we're sitting over here cackling, and everybody else is, like, quiet. And I'm like, oh, do you not? Oh, I guess, oh. 
but but uh, I really don't know what song we're talking about either. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I did like the soundtrack choices. I mean, I think yeah. I think because uh, uh, was this from director uh, Jonathan Levine? He he has a good handle on choosing soundtracks and in, in mm-hmm. his movies like Fifty Fifty and the Whackness. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the soundtrack. I'm surprised. Yeah, that, I, I'm surprised that this movie doesn't have its own soundtrack on like out. Oh, they yeah, do. I, no, they, I, oh, yeah. It seems oh, like I wanted to buy it. Yeah, I kind of like. The there's like a. There's like a. I could even put it in the show notes. There's like someone put up an article that has the list of all the songs used in case you wanted to create your own soundtrack, but the movie didn't have its own soundtrack release, which is surprising. They didn't get the rights for selling it independently. I guess, but it's like this is from Summit. They did Twilight movies. I feel like they have they have the cash to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> it's all spent on making the the Twilight TV series, so did, they did, can't they can't spend. Did you have God, thoughts, no. did you have thoughts on the soundtrack? Here? Uh, I actually I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it kind of reminded me of, um, uh, well, Drive is not the same kind of movie, but sometimes when they played music in Drive, it kind of conveyed some of the emotions of Ryan Gosling, uh, primarily because he doesn't say anything at all in the movie, <laughs> except I'm gonna kick your teeth in. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like uh, a, I, I like when they do. It's weird how he says nothing at all in the movie until that one point, and he says I'm gonna kick. Your yeah, teeth. and then you're like, uh, I remember this woman was sitting in front of me. Uh, this is for Drive. She was sitting in front of me, and uh, she's like, oh, damn! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's creepy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed the soundtrack in this movie, and I, I always like when things play well, uh, direction and, uh, you know, choreography of the scene and also music. So, you know, I, we've talked about what's-his-face. <laughs> what's-her-face and what's-his-face a lot. Um, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> no, I'm thinking more of... Uh, the guy who did Hannah. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe Wright. Yeah, Joe Wright. Yeah, so, you know, I, I certainly enjoy aspects when, when things go well together. Yeah. Um, in terms of the direction of this movie from, from Jonathan Levy, I, 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 I mean, we talked about the world building. I think he does a good I mean, for a movie like this that's obviously not, like, high budget, you can tell, <laughs> especially when you watch something like The Bonies, the, um, I think it, it's a good-looking movie, and I think he does bring kind of a, a style to it that, that fits for the most part. Like, A.B. mentioned, like, the flashbacks and kind of the look of those. Yep. And then even just kind of like, here's this world, and here's this giant wall, and there's zombies here, and some of the, and the zombies look fairly good, and the bonies look decent-ish. Like I, right. I, I think it it does a good job making making the best of what it has for the most part. I so I, I enjoyed it, and like the yeah. you, like the sets, like the airport set, like you, you can tell there's only like three places they got to film this movie, but I think it does <laughs> I think it does a good job of like putting that all together. They're pretty yeah. awesome places, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I mean, that makes perfect sense, having, like, an airport as, like, your main setting. Because, like, yeah, there would be zombies just kind of roaming around, not doing anything all day. Because people were trying to leave. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to your point about the whole entire world building, yeah, I think that it's it's to his compliment, Jonathan Levine's compliment, that he doesn't actually show you, like, too, too much. He kind of just shows you this is where they live, this is kind of, like, a, the, the outer wall and stuff like that. So they don't really focus on it, so they don't have to, like, show you these great detailed, you know giant walls that they've built over years or like mm-hmm. uh, a massive airport that has tons of like uh, refuse and uh, dead bodies so it's just like oh yeah you know what here's here's three airplanes here's one terminal here's a uh, you know one street of a suburb house and i think they only show like the wall twice or three times in the movie and that's all that you really need to, need to go on because the characters kind of take up the rest of the space uh, which is which is admirable because, you know, the film is not that long. It probably doesn't have a huge budget, and it, it does what it needs to do. I've said this before, and I, I will say it again, that... I love I being felt... a turtle? Is that... Yes. <laughs> 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 um, I think probably one of my favorite parts of this movie is just how 
perfectly spot on the tone is because they takes things that you wouldn't expect to be sweet or romantic and makes them sweet and romantic like eating brains is <laughs> is, is sweet because he's trying to learn more about the pretty girl or or you know he smears blood and, and guts on her face but it's sweet because he's trying to protect her. Exactly. So, they say, yeah. And so, I mean, being able to make those kind of things sweet and romantic in a, in a movie during the apocalypse, where people are getting eaten, is is uh, is very skillful. I give props yeah, to that point as well. I mean, it, it you know they they're able to make you have these type of types of visceral reactions. I mean, there's a point where he's eating brains and then he just spits it out because bad trip, man. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean. That was kind of one of those situations where it's like, oh, man, you kind of feel sorry for this guy. And there's a very, very valid reason why, because um, he all of a sudden feels remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the dream sequence was really cool because it's almost like Freddy Krueger where they start talking to you. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's well done because it questions, it brings up questions. And that kind of brings me into another point of this movie has some things to say some deeper things to say if you want to think about it on that level, um, contextually, just with the whole entire notion of, are we already zombies right now? Because there's like the whole entire scene where it's like, I miss what would be happening right now. They, they kind of just profile everybody on their, on their smartphone and games. And it's interesting. So yeah, if you want to take it another step up, it's just, um, there's some, some nice things that they're saying about how you should enjoy life. Yeah. Like, so like most good zombie movies, there's a layer of social commentary in there and it's not the yeah. most, it's not necessarily the most subtle or the most, uh, most importantly thing handled as opposed to something like the Romero movies where they make it very, a very interesting way to watch those movies when you think about like Dawn of the Dead and consumerism. But like, it does have that aspect in there. Yeah. Like I, like you're saying it, and I agree. It, 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 it fits for, for a movie like this that has so much going on that sets up a lot, which is kind of my main problem with the movies that is just kind of, it sets up a lot of things. It can only accomplish so much, but it's most successful as a comedy for me. But yeah. uh, I think, it, yeah, it does have that kind of like, remember we're all good and like, yeah, everyone's just, everyone's just looking at their smartphones just, while walking yeah. to the airport. Yeah. Remember when we were uh, abstract zombies instead of actual zombies? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the whole entire notion of the way that he describes the the, the bonies, he's like, oh, they've just given up. And so, uh, I don't know. You know, you could read more into that however you you'd like. Um, but yeah, I, I found the the movie to be uh, yeah fun overall. So, any uh, any last thoughts before we uh, do a rating? It's cute. See it on a date. <laughs> Sakyat, Sakyat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, so uh, then we'll give it a rating then. Each week on Out Now, Fair and Abe, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. On that scale, Brenna, where would you put Warm Bodies? I don't think it comes out on IMAX. It's kind of, no, it's more of a when you. Uh, it's, yeah. kind of, it's a it's a rating. It's like a yeah. Like, IMAX would be like oh you know you got to go see it right now pay any price. Oh um, I would say theaters. Yeah. See it theaters on Valentine's Day. There you go. <laughs> Abe. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a dollar theater. Um, it's not really certainly that's like something that you could you need to rush out and see, but it is something that you should see in the theaters. Yeah, I give it a theater too. I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was I thought it was fun. Good. If you're single, you'll hate it. <laughs> yes. Particularly being Valentine's Day and all that. Because other you're stuff. gonna be like, damn it, why can't I be like this find person? love with you zombies? Surrounded by happy yeah. couples. Why won't anyone rub their blood on me? 
Yeah. And mewing and mewing and sighing girls. Why yes. can't why can't I run like like Nicholas Holtz? I liked his zombie run, by the way. It was awesome. Like his, his tetanus shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lock G on the shoulders. All right. So that's that's our that's our ratings for Warm Body. Let's get a little movie callback on. Callback, callback, callback. This is where we discuss a couple films that kind of relate in some way to the main feature that we've just discussed. Uh, so, uh, Brenna, any movies that you thought of during or after you saw Warm Bodies? Similar in some way, perhaps? Um, I thought it had a... Because I, as I was sitting there, I was trying to think of other comedies that involved zombies. Um, so really, I thought of uh, Shaun of the Dead, and I also thought of Zombieland. Mm-hmm. But those were those are still different, because Shaun of the Dead is... is I guess you could say it's a rom-com. Yes. But it doesn't involve zombies really as main characters. Um, yeah. So I think that this one's pretty unique in those regards. The monster falling in love with a human bit reminded me of Twilight, but it was done well. Um, cool. Yeah. If you know, one thing before we move on to this section, uh, Aaron, you had texted me to ask me to, to keep out for the word zombies. Oh yeah. I think this is like one of those zombie movies where they actually say the word zombie. Um, I think they said about five times. I mean, they did. Yeah. They did. Okay, because I could not remember if they actually said the words on yeah. it. So. so, like, she says at first when she gets kidnapped, she, and they get that can of uh, fruit cocktail, and yeah. she calls him a zombie. And then he calls himself a zombie when they when she leaves after uh, they leave, they're in the suburbs, uh-huh. and he's, they're walking in different directions. And then her friend says it twice when they're putting on, like, the makeup and stuff. Okay. And some guy says it last time uh, in, like, the third act. I, I'm, um, I'm glad you took diligent notes on when they said zombie. But... Yeah, because I was like, I was like, wait, is he, is, is, did they not say it? Because then that would have made me pay attention even harder. But they did <laughs> say it. No, yeah. I couldn't remember. Because in, in, in especially Romero zombie movies, but, like, in a lot of zombie movies, they don't say the words yeah, zombie. Yeah, they, they always call them, like, the undead or, they like. They say anything else but zombie. the idea of, of zombie doesn't exist in this world. Exactly. This one, right. clearly, I guess they did. I mean, especially because, like, she holds, like, up the the. The, the Blu-ray of Zombie next to his face at one point. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just curious. I could not. I couldn't remember if they actually used the word or not. So. Yeah, oh, I also forgot to say. It reminded me a bit of Fido. I don't know if you've. I've seen Fido. Fido is a fun movie. I love that movie. I also got a little bit of Fido in there, even though he was less of a pet and more of a companion. I'll put that in the show notes. Fido stars uh, Billy Connolly as a zombie. It's a. It's a really funny. It's a Canadian movie, I believe, actually. If I yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Ann Moss is Billy Connolly. Yeah, Billy Connolly's the zombie. Is the lead is zombie. Is he playing Fido. a Canadian zombie or is he playing like a Scottish? Well, he's zombie. very polite. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> well, like it, it's it's in the I'll put it in the show notes for sure. But it's it's I'm a, sorry for eating your brain. It's a it's a it's like a boy that find it's like it's it's like Frankenweenie but with zombies. Oh. <laughs> um, right. I know it's it's an interesting kind of it's it's like is it fifties? It's set in the fifties too, isn't it? I think like yeah, it's like in the fifties. It's like at the end of Shaun of the Dead when all the zombies are domesticated. It's kind of like if it took like <laughs> after that. Yeah, that's it's like that mixed with like, okay. leave it, mixed with leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Uh, who's what's the oh. who's the dad? Dylan Baker is the dad in that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a fun character actor. Um, uh, but in terms of uh, movie callbacks, uh, uh, I thought of like uh, some strange ones. Wally. Um, oh yeah, I, when I I turned to the to the other Aaron I was watching it with, the moment he walked into his airplane and said Wally. Yeah. All that reminded me very much of Wally. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, District Nine for some reason, probably because they're they're closed off and they they don't want to deal with the uh, the zombie dudes. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, obviously, primarily primarily because yeah, their comedy is about zombies. But 
there's also the affecting moments like uh, when Bill Nyley gets bitten and then also when his mother gets bitten. There's a lot of affecting moments mm-hmm. in Shaun of the Dead. Yes. And um, Children of Men, probably because the world is like really crappy and I like the way that they, they kind of just showed the crappiness of the world. Uh, Very briefly. They didn't really draw much attention to it. Yeah. And also an episode of Scrubs because the narration in it was just like Zach Braff doing his Dr. Dr. Acula. <laughs> Dr. Blackula. Black Acula. Um, yeah, the you guys mentioned basically all the movies that I thought of already for it, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> stole my thunder. Um uh, yeah, so that nothing really to, nothing really to add on that, but yeah, Shot of the Shot of the Egg comes out just because that's one of my favorite movies in general. Just call me Percy Jackson. <laughs> wow. Um, Lightning thief. <laughs> I, yeah, I gotcha. Um let's God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you threw me off. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so let's go over box office. Each week uh we try to go over the box office totals and find out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere near the uh the correct ones. And uh, so we had there were there were five of us on last week, so we all had some predictions. Abe, do you remember what you thought of? Uh I think it was like first sixteenth. You say yeah. You said first place is sixteen million. Um, Adam Gentry said first place fifteen million. Uh, Mark Johnson said eighteen point seven. Bold guess. Jose said nineteen. I said twenty one point two. Just a one up mark. Um, the actual total, um, a nineteen point five million for Born oh. Bodies this week. It was very close. I was very curious because it made like eight million on Friday, but it's Super Bowl Sunday weekend, so I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna translate. But uh, because it's Super Bowl yeah, Sunday, because today's Super Bowl, it's not going to make nearly enough money to be like up in the twenty million area. So like I I lost. So but so Jose took it. Yeah. Jose, congratulations! It's a close one though. I was very curious as to what, how much money this was going to make because eighteen point seven, almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mark Johnson failed because he went for that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Bullet to the head did terrible. Four point five million, which Ooh, is lower what than. Did it come in? What? What place did that come in? Sixth place. That's a that's a lower opening. Well, that's a lower opening than Parker from last week, and yeah. and lower than the Last Stand from two weeks before that. Wait, it was lower than the Last Stand. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Last Stand came in at like tenth place when it premiered. No. Um. No, it didn't. It came in with very little money, but not not as low as Bullet to the Head. I thought it came in with three million something. It was. Uh, where is it? It was. It was six million something, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was like six million yeah. something. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you got Schwarzenegger and Stallone and these action movies and people didn't go see them. I wonder if that's an indication of something. Although the movies, <laughs> that, that said, the movies didn't look terrible to begin with, so it's not really surprising. Take the hint, guys. Although The Last Stand was very fun. The la- yeah, no, we agree. That, yeah, we, we like The Last Stand. Last Stand was good. It's it, it yeah. just, I mean, but you watch the trailers, you're like, this looks doesn't look good. That's very <laughs> like, true. The marketing yeah. wasn't very good, and it was a January movie. I mean, if it was a bigger movie, I'd imagine there'd be... Yeah, more to go with it. Like if it was Terminator Five, that'd make more than six million in a weekend. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Bullet to the Head did not do good. Uh, Stand Up Guys, which I think is terrible, maybe um, <laughs> to like seventeenth place, but that was gonna make money. It's only like six hundred theaters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's box office. Let's move on. Just move. What do we have? actually? What time? I think that there's some time for. Uh, well, now that Dave Franco is running the show, I think that he's interested in some games. He's a little low. Hold on. There we go. There we go. I got it. Well, 
Dave Franco is proud, and he's going to tell his brother to uh, help us be a friend of the show as well. I mean, we got one Franco. Do we need two? Okay, so I got. <laughs> I, I made a new game. Here we go. This one, there's a. The title might work better with a visual component, but I'm just going to try to say it anyway and hope you get what I'm going for. They look so good together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the game is about unlikely romances in films. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, <laughs> real life? That's kind of rude. They look. So- <laughs> they look so good together. Okay, so I, I've listed um, a number of. Uh, Descriptions of of odd romantic couples in movies, and you have to guess what movie I'm referring to. Okay. Okay, Okay, so I got a bunch of these. So we'll just, you know, and whoever wins obviously gets to meet Dave Franco, because I've set that up. All right, cool. Yeah, (laughs) it's a a big stakes on this game. (laughs) Here's the first one. One is a fast-talking irritation. The other is a lonely, fiery reptile. (laughs) Hmm. Unlikely romances. What was the description of the first person? A fast-talking irritation. I want to say Rango? Who did Rango fall in love with? That girl. I guess girl. Okay, but that's not the right answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> the reptile was just like, Ninja Turtles? The an- Okay, I'll go here. The answer is Donkey and Dragon from Shrek. Ah, okay. Good good Dang. call there. Okay. That is an awkward pairing. Okay. <laughs> they had the cutest babies. So, yeah, they did. How did that even mix? <laughs> I gotta get a job. Uh, okay. Some of these are easier than others. Here we go. This is the next one. One is obsessed with death. The other is just about there. That's, that's difficult. Not <laughs> if you know the movie. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I want to say uh, the one movie with Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt. Meet Joe Black. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh. it's Harold and Maude from Harold and Maude. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Gosh darn it. Here we go. Next one. One is, one is a curious janitor. The other is equipped with a death ray. Curious Shander and Death Ray. This sounds very familiar. It should uh, sound very Rama? familiar. What? Is it Futurama? No, it's not Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Brain skipping. You mentioned this movie. Oh, that makes it worse. Abe mentioned this movie. Wally. It is Wally. <laughs> okay. Hey. Abe What's the description? A curious janitor and one has a Death Ray. Okay, yeah, good call. <laughs> All right. I'm not making these easy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very difficult, okay. I would say. Here we yeah. go. Mark Johnson would not win. Mark, John, Mark Johnson would kill these. He'd destroy Would them. he? Yeah, he would. <laughs> He'd dominate this. We're going to have to tag him. Okay, here we go. One is handsome enough to probably do better. The other is literally an animate object. Lars and the real girl. Lars and the real girl. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. One is an actress... The other is a bit on the hairy side. Harry and the Hendersons. Who is an actress in that movie? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Just name whatever comes to my head first. Really, not that, that's that's not how you play Jeopardy. Beauty and the Beast. Nope. Mm. Don't know. Belle's not an actress. She could be. She could be. The answer is Anne and Kong from King Kong. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Boo, hiss. I mean, I'm correct. I don't know. What the... <laughs> well, you're correct in your own standard because you made the game. 
<laughs> I mean, one is an actress and the other is a bit on the hairy yeah. side. <laughs> yes, but not a couple. Well, Bear, Belle was the, the best looking in the, in the town. She's not an actress, Abe. She's a reader. <laughs> when you read books, Let's... you become other people. Here we go. One... How can you read this? There's no pictures. Here's the next one. It's a tied game, by the way, so, you know. One one? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. One is a wonderful green host. The other is incredibly self-obsessed. Mm-hmm. Green host. I really thought that would give it away easily. Abe's going to feel bad when he gets the answer for this one. I think we both will. One is a wonderful green host. The other is incredibly self-obsessed. Oh, oh, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Kermit and Miss Piggy is correct. Of course, Abe drops out of the call right when that happens. <laughs> Abe? Yep, the obligatory drop. Did you hear the answer? No. Say it again, Brenna. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Oh. Well done. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Here's the next one. This one might be tough. One is a regular high school girl. The other is not finished yet. What? <laughs> He's not finished. Um, Twilight. He's not finished. He's not finished. Something about a robot? I don't know. That's pretty close. 90s. May. 90s. Oh, she was it in high school. 90s. Nice May call, though. That's a good movie. Thank you. That was close. 90s movie? 90s robot? Early Daryl? Yeah, that was like in the 80s. I, I believe it's pronounced D-A-R-Y-L. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot all the periods, yes. I don't know. 90s movie. Early 90s. Oh, uh, Edward Scissorhands? It's Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Oh. I love that movie. Yeah, now I'm all sad. Yeah. Okay. One is a real nice guy. The other is from under the sea. Little Mermaid? (laughs) Well, they're very close. Oh, no, that's backwards. Uh. It's not really backwards. He's Aquaman? That's, come on. You should give it to me for Little Mermaid. Yeah, I think Give you it should. to me if you got the the next possible answer that's very close to Little Mermaid. Splash. It is Splash. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give that to Brianna. To Brenna. Brenna. <laughs> Thank you, Sorry. Abe. <laughs> Here we go. Just three more. Okay. One is a former tennis player. The other is his sister. Um, uh, The Rose Bombs. Who said it first? I don't know. Did you even say it? No, I, I said Game of Thrones. Okay, no, yeah, we've got it. <laughs> he's taking a run away here. He's just... Woo! 3-2. All I heard was incest. Incest. Well, time yeah. bombs. Okay. well they're, they're adopted, so... That's I mean, true, well. yeah. One has a large amount of real estate. The other misses her father. Hmm. Huge trucks of land. <laughs> Huge amount of real estate misses... You really gotta kind of stretch to think of this one. <laughs> Although it is a movie that you mentioned already. Killer Joe? <laughs> uh, Large amount of real estate. Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast is the correct uh, answer. Whoa, whoa, close game. Crushed, three, three. It. Crushed it there. I thought that was a coming up. Here's the last one. He's, he's an immigrant with big goals and balls. She is like a tiger. Wait, like a tiger. Is that Sasha Baron Cohen movie? No. The, the, the Terminal? The, oh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> the movie, oh my god. 
What was the description of the female? She's like a tiger. Hmm. 80s movie. 80s movie? Immigrant, big goals, and balls. Oh! Is this coming to America? No. No. Aw. My mom's in that movie. She is? She? Yeah. Huh? She's one of the dancers when they introduce the bride in the beginning of the movie. Oh, neat. Oh. Cool. Try to find that clip for, just for the yeah. show notes. <laughs> Did you get free samples of Slow Glow as a child there? <laughs> it's like, just take it. We don't want it. Just staining just, everything just in the house. Just all handing you things. <laughs> he still does it. Immigrant. Big goals and balls. Immigrant with big goals and balls. Five are they balls? literal balls? No, they're not, literal balls. Not testicles, but like actual balls. No, they are not literal balls in any manner. They are more of... Figurative uh, balls? Figurative balls. Hmm. Figurative balls. Big balls. <laughs> One is a tiger? Mm, it's not a tiger, she's like a tiger. She's like a tiger. That's how he described it. Crocodile Dundee. I gotta think of another one now, because you're not gonna get this one. We need a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The answer, the answer is Tony Montana and Elvira from Scarface. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't have... Yeah, no. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Abe hates Scarface. No, I've actually never seen it, except for on TV. Oh my god. That, you haven't seen it. She just got sad. Okay, now I got... Probably because I'm just like, oh, The Godfather's way better, but different premise. Fair enough. Yeah. Alright, now I gotta think of another one. Give me a second. Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking of what you might say. <laughs> Rain Man. Yes, man. They are odd together. One knows how to count how many toothpicks fell on the floor. The other is a pull shark. Well, I guess he's not a pull shark in the movie. Give me a second. All right, we're waiting. Anxiously, I might add. Don't I win no matter what, though? What? We need a tiebreaker. We're not tied. Are you tied? You are tied. I don't know. I can't remember. I thought it was tied. Yeah. Well, now I'm doing one anyway, so there. Okay. <laughs> okay, you got one. Got to think of the phrasing. Okay. He is an artist, and she doesn't want to be with Billy Zane. Titanic. It's Titanic. You nailed it. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Thanks for giving it away, man. Hey, did you get the right answer? Don't think so. There you no. go. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the little. You're gonna Zoolander. say you're gonna say the wrong answer. <laughs> I was gonna say the what's the one where he's like the beast guy. Beast. Anyway, anyway, that's how you play. They look good together. Question mark. Question mark. All right, so now uh, let's see what we got. Out now presents what's out now. Uh, a few movies come out every week. We want to make mention of what's coming out on DVD, Blu-ray. Abe, you saw Celeste and Jesse forever. Yes, it was okay. Okay. Probably because I had seen uh, Your Sister's Sister the same year, and uh, they kind of deal with the relationships, and one handles it a lot better. I hate when you see similar movies of the same year. It seems like... I know. It's like, like when you do that. Capote and the other one. It's like... In, so that's the one you reached for. Okay. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> um... Uh, Flight comes out this week. I, I don't like Flight. Oscar nominated Flight. Oscar nominated for Best Screenplay, because that's silly. Um, 
Yeah, best actor, right? Yeah, best actor. I'll give it that, but oh my god, screenplay. I'm gonna mention it every time it comes out. Fight. How silly it is. Uh, also, here comes the boom comes out with Kevin. Yeah. No one wanted to see this movie with me, but now I. Get, I would have seen it with you. Now I get to review the Blu-ray, so I'll finally get to see. Here comes the boom. Oh man, it's actually not horrible. I okay, good. Uh oh. It's good because I want to see it. No one wanted. And to see he totally kicks butt. He is. It's it's actually a lot of fun. I hope so. I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie that no one wants. Completely. I just want to see Aaron's, like, defeating, like, <laughs> deflated. Me evil. telling him that it's good, now he's going to go home and cry. Yeah, he's like, God, I should have never done that. Okay. It's, it's extremely formulaic, but it's just fun to watch Kevin James. That's what I. That's what it looked like. And I like. Yep. And I, I miss seeing fun Kevin James, because all I just see is, hey, Kevin James is fat jokes, and that's terrible. But this movie looks like it's not doing that, so. They... Oh, he, he got oh so there are fat jokes in it. You didn't see it, Abe. I saw, like, ten minutes. That You didn't there, see there it. There are fat jokes in it, but he's. <laughs> But he, he gets pretty, pretty you look, built. You look cut. Yeah, he's pretty, it's ridiculous. It's like, you think, he's he's like the really buff guy who looks fat with a shirt on. There you go. And then he takes his shirt off and you're Kingpin? like, I'm sorry. Kingpin. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kingpin. Okay, last thing, last thing important. This one comes out this week, Abe. What, what was my motto for 2012? Still boating? I don't know. What, come on, Abe. What, what do you never do? Black don't crack? What do you never do? Swim in the sea? There's one thing you don't do. Oh, cross Alex Cross. Exactly! You never cross Alex Cross! And so my, now, on Blu-ray DVD this week, Alex Cross comes out. And whether or not I'm going to cross Alex Cross is yet to be determined. But if I do cross Alex Cross, I'm going to probably have to make Abe cross Alex Cross because then we're going to have to cross Alex Cross while doing a commentary. This is awkward. I'll see it again, cross Alex Cross. Alex Cross. Nope. <laughs> it might happen, Abe. Tic-tac-toe. Abe, it could be pretty amazing. In terms of, like, we need to watch this movie, so we'll see. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know. I don't even know when I'd get that movie to, like, watch it. I'm surprised that it came out so late on uh, Blu-ray DVD. That late. I was thinking like, that it was going to, like, bomb came, and you're just going to, like, did, immediately release it. Um, it came out in November. Now it's on Blu-ray already. That's it's pretty quick. Oh, is it November? Okay. All right. Like, Seven Psychopaths came out in, what? October. And well, that's that was a good movie, though. I know, but, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I know. It just didn't play in theaters well. Okay, so let's get to next week. Next week we're going to talk about side effects. Uh-oh. New film from Steven Soderbergh, and it's a movie I really can't – I've seen it already, but I really can't explain it because everything's a spoiler when trying to describe that movie. But mm. suffice it to say, it stars Jude Law, Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, Rooney, Ma- Ro- Rooney Mara, Rooney Mara and, uh, and Chan Tates, so uh, <laughs> completing the, completing the uh, Soderbergh-Channing Tatum trilogy. So with all that said, I – we can try to predict the box office and side effects, although I don't think it's gonna make. So I think I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say nine million. Nine million. In what yeah. place would that be? That's tough because uh, it's coming out with like a comedy. Um, in uh, what's that one movie? Identity Thief. I would doubt it makes number one. <laughs> yeah, I would doubt it makes number one too. I'm, I'm gonna say like like fourth place. Fourth. fourth that's probably a good guess. Brenna, you want to put a, lay down a prediction for side effects? Ugh, yeah, I think that everything is going to lose to warm bodies once we get to Valentine's Day. Um, That's going to build momentum? Yeah, so I've, I think I'm going to say probably... Uh, eight, eight million? There you go. Fair enough. I guess that'd be third place, I suppose. Sounds good. And I will... Jeez, I have no idea either. I'm good. You took the best numbers. So. <laughs> I'll just... You can go, like, 
You can be an optimist or a pessimist. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, you know, it's got Catherine Sheta Jones in it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's how that's how Connery says it, right? Catherine Sheta Jones. How would Bane say it? Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> I really enjoyed her in Chicago. <laughs> Remember when she sang that song in Chicago, and it made you think, "Take back your dances." Take back your Zellweger. All right, that's enough. <laughs> she was pregnant when she filmed Chicago, wasn't she? She was pregnant when she got her Oscar, I know that. I think she was pregnant <laughs> during the filming of Chicago. She was pregnant in traffic, I know that. Well, that baby's always shake, rattling, and rolling. Uh-huh. <laughs> shake, rattle, and roll. That's what I was all saying. Right. I was hoping that. So now with all that all that stalling I did, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say 12 million, and I'll say that's good enough for third... <laughs> Second place. Ooh, such an What's optimistic. First, then? Optimistic. You know what? I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise the thirteen place. Thir- whoa. Thirteen. Thirteen place. Thirteen million. Sarcastic. <laughs> whoa. No. <laughs> see. See how that goes. We'll see. Um. So yeah, that's gonna. That's our prediction. So we'll see how that goes, and that's gonna bring us to the end of this week's podcast episode. You can find. Yeah, <laughs> you can find more. <laughs> I was like, what do I say? Okay. What, what have I said every other 90 episodes that we've done this on? Um, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeisgeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com, where Blu-ray reviews, and uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. And Miss Brenna? Um, I don't, what's just seen it's... URL. I feel very unprofessional. Y'all overall. Just seen it. Is it just seen it. com? Yeah. I thought we sent people to the PBS website. Yeah, PBS SoCal or what is it? PBS SoCal dot org. Just seen it. com. Yeah, just seen it. Yeah. You can find. You can find us on YouTube by searching "Just Seen It." Yep. Brenna's Brenna's a main reviewer on that show. You can find her all over the place. I think we we were we were both on TV yesterday talking about stuff. We were we were on national television, prime time. Public. It was on PBS, so probably nobody saw it. Yeah. What were you guys guessing? Something. Hid- Television. Hidden Gems. It was hid- the Hidden Gems episode. Was I on the Hidden Gems? I was on tele. I was on the television. You were on, you were on too. You were on Hidden Gems. You talked about seeking a friend. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I sat there. I was looking at you the whole time. Sparkly I have very eyes. bad Slip. memories. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. There's that. Um, <laughs> you can find all the other episodes about now there today on iTunes, of course. Also at hhwlod.com, you can find our show, all the episodes of our show, as well as the other shows on the network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and Legion of News and other fun shows about comics and games and cool stuff like that. Outnow.podomatic.com, you can find most of the newest episodes and some exclusives there. Uh, Abe, the YouTube page? YouTube.com slash outnowpodcast, where you can find the main reviews. Uh, we're still working on uh, refreshing everything, but just check it out. 20, 30 minutes each. And uh, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us in. What did you think of Warm Bodies? Do you like zombie romance movies or movies that are like that? All, all those zombie romance movies out there? Uh, all both of them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, other questions, perhaps Oscar predictions. We'll be happy to get those and kind of read them along with our Oscar prediction show that we're eventually going to do. And any other thoughts? You know, yeah, helpful. Help, you know, we like getting emails. We like reading them. And lastly, uh, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can find and follow, you can follow and like those pages, get all the updates and what have you there. That's gonna wrap it up. Brenna, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Brenna. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. For sure. And, uh, that's gonna do it this week. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. 
than anything Now I swallow in the shine of the sun There's no saving anything How we swallow the sun But I Another thing coming undone And it's taking us over We don't bleed And we don't fight Go ahead, go ahead Throw your arms in the air tonight We don't bleed And we don't fight Go ahead, go ahead Lose our shirts in the fire tonight What makes you think I'm enjoying being led to the flood? All right, so we're back. And joining me now, we have writer for Damn Dirty Blog, currently planning a Christian Slater-themed party, Jordan Grout. Hello! <laughs> um, so I, I mentioned this earlier, but I said we we're going to talk about Bullet to the Head with, hopefully, Jordan Grout. And now Jordan Grout is here, so that's what we're going to do. This is the new Sylvester Stallone film. Um which has Sylvester Stallone as an assassin who's teaming up with a with a cop played by Sung Kang from the Fast and Furious franchise, and uh, basically they're people that hate each other because one's a cop and one's a, a racist hitman. <laughs> but, um, he's not really racist; he just makes Asian jokes because he's really good at those. Apparently, um, he's very he's good. Very at good those. at those. Almost good at killing people. And uh, yeah, lots of. Action mayhem ensues because evil Jason Momoa, Christian Slater, and I'm not even going to attempt his name because I don't. Adewale Akinawu Agbaje. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, or else I could have done it, but I don't have it. So they're they're all they're all the bad guys in this movie. So with all that out of the way, Jordan, you want to talk about bullets to the head? <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Yeah, here we go. Okay, and I I seriously don't know the answer to this. I'm not trying to be funny or anything. Why did the movie begin with the, the the scene like later on in the movie where he shoots that one character and then it flashes back. So the movie opens with like a in media res opening where you have like Sun Kang like in a car and like someone gets into the car and he's like about to shoot him but then Stallone shows up and shoots that guy instead and it's like I just shot a cop or something like that that flies back. Um because like, what's the what's I, the regular opening? I don't know. I guess it's uh, just them dri- the, it's them driving to the first hit for they're gonna take and yeah, yeah that that would have been fine. You did, that didn't get you fired up seeing some <laughs> random person get shot in the face only to see Stallone emerge and be like. Well, when know. that happened, I thought, oh, okay, this is gonna be like some big moment in the film. It's not. Yeah, it's, like, really most, it's a really small moment. It's one of the most throwaway moments. And, like, you can pretty much see it coming. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that cop's probably going to get shot. Yeah. Um. Okay, did you see Parker? You didn't, I did right? I did not see Parker, no. Did you? Okay, this is not as as bad as Parker. Okay. It's not as, it's not as like, wacko, horrible as Parker was. But it's still... That sounds like it's like, saying a lot, because, I mean, Bullet to the Head is terrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Although, okay, I found more redeeming qualities with Bullet to the Head than I did with Parker. Okay. Um, 
one is the the axe fight at the end i felt was a whole lot of fun like i i really had a blast watching that sequence i thought it'd be more fun if i could see the action happening but walter hill decided to put the camera very close to everybody yeah yeah i i i, I okay i still liked it though i thought it was I kind gave of that because yeah he does that you, what are we vikings like he has <laughs> like, um, okay the like, dialogue and jason momoa Mab- is like he's like he's as long as he wasn't talking, I was kind of I, I liked his presence. But the movie did like have a match for like throwing the camera, like giving him intense close-ups to show that he's the bad guy. But I just kept laughing because they kept doing it like every five minutes. Like here he is again, and he's just intensely staring at whatever the hell he's going after in that scene. It's, it just kept making. I do like a whole lot of like yellow tinted freeze frames. There was a lot of like Walter Hill. Uh, I don't end of time. Walter Hill was like trying to do something in this movie between his harmonica rock score and like the yeah all the different like faded and fade outs of his little touches of flair on the camera <laughs> i feel like he watched man on fire and domino two tony scott films and was like this is what i'm gonna but, do but what if they were set in the bayou <laughs> so i was so like, like, Yo, completely you know like misinterpreted like what tony scott was going for <laughs> <laughs> and the dialogue oh my god Oh, Sylvester Stallone sounds so irritated <laughs> delivering the narration. The narration's terrible in this movie. <laughs> Why this movie needs narration, I'm not sure, but Sylvester Stallone's not the guy that you want to be narrating your movie. <laughs> but there are so many gems in the narration, though. There are so many gems. Like, um, I'm not sure what your favorite is, but mine is definitely the last line in the movie. One of the last lines when he's like, I, I, I need a new car. So Which I comes out of nowhere. Car. Like, at no point are you thinking, man, does he, does he need money? And so, like, he never talks about a car at any point. Yeah. It's like, it's only just like, I had a car. <laughs> and, oh, what, what's another line? Oh, when he's, um, he says something to, to um, what's his name, Sun King. He's like, why don't you just give him a band-aid and a lollipop? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> this is, what, what, why would you say that? There's no reason for him to say that to, to that character at that moment. How, do you, how, how comfortable you, were you with, with Stallone's choice to, like, have a sauna sequence so he could show off his 66-year-old oh. body? Oh, my God. His, his, his horribly, Zeke. like, steroid body. He's that's the embodiment insane. of the demolition man at this point. <laughs> and okay what was weird about that sequence is he goes over to the person that he's gonna kill and he just starts caressing his body yeah, he, he, re- he replaces the masseur so he can like stealthily sneak up with this guy <laughs> <laughs> and once again it's like he was like oh Eastern Promises, that was a pretty cool knife fight in the sauna. I'm gonna one up him. I'm gonna put a gun in here. <laughs> But, okay, the the build-up there, like, after he was oddly groping him, I thought, like, the tension there was was sort of successful. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to compliment it, this movie for some reason. I'm just going to hold that it's terrible. <laughs> see, I, I, I find, I, I feel like there were some redeeming qualities. Um, Name some of these redeeming qualities. So you have an axe fight. That's one. Okay, the axe fight. The, oh, the bathroom fight in the bar? That was, okay, that was good. I'll give, cause that was like close quarters. That made sense for it to be like shot like that. So I'll give, I'll give the, I'll give you that fight. That, that was a good fight. And, and because Jason Momoa like just runs away. He's like, oh no! <laughs> he just gets out of it. After his head is like bashed, like bashes open a toilet, <laughs> uh, 
even though he like just gingerly tapped the toilet, it rips apart. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet was made of styrofoam. Um, I, I love how he kills his partner. Oh, spoilers. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, that's, all, that's what sets that's what sets up this plot. Basically, Stallone and his partner, played by uh, John Cena, uh, they, they go out. They they hit. They successfully take out a target they had. Who we'll get to that in a second because that's that seems kind of amazing also. But like, and so they they go for their celebratory bar drink, and then like <laughs> J- Jason Moe is there, and you know he's there because the camera gives him like sixteen close ups. It's like, oh, there he is. Something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> and then Jason Moe, like after Stallone, I guess Momoa's whole plan involved Stallone having to need to go to the bathroom at some point. So he waited for Stallone to leave. Then he goes up to John Cena, takes out like this curved knife, and stabs him like twice in one side and then twice in the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and like Thornton, it's not that crowded the bar i was like yeah, it's like there's like four people in there <laughs> no one saw this but it would have been so much easier just like stab one in the neck and stab stallone in the neck and just leave um but no he wanted to get intimate with stallone in the bathroom knock his head over um so the bathroom fight i enjoyed Okay, that's about it. That's that's about all I liked in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed Christian Slater. He was he was killing it as as over the over the top like. Yeah, yeah, but I I always like Christian Slater. This um yeah, is that the, that's a thing you do? Yeah, it, Slater's always somewhat fun. Um, it's it's like uh, Broken City Part Two with the um. With the real estate plot. I love that you decided to go, and despite my like telling you not to see Broken City, you're, you were insistent that this January release is going to be worth your time. <laughs> you know, I didn't hate Broken City. Okay. I, what, I kind of enjoyed well, it. The thing is, I don't think that movie's hateable necessarily because you take like 20 minutes of that movie and it's probably pretty, it's pretty good because it's like well acted. It's a, but you put that movie all together, it's so uneventful. Like nothing. Oh yeah. There's no like there's no tension at all in the story of Broken City whatsoever. That's true. But I, I just enjoyed watching all the actors. Okay. That's I, I, I like Russell Crowe. I like Wahlberg. I like Russell and, Crowe's tan. Oh, how can you not? That's that makes the movie. That should get an uh, an Oscar and his dog, which I thought he was gonna shoot at the in, in the beginning. Um but anyway. Getting back to back to uh, the land deal for Bullet to the actually the bad guy's plot's so boring in this movie too. It's like, what does he want to do? He wants to rip down an old building and build up a new building, and then it's gonna be popular because people are gonna like to go to a new building, and the people are gonna have jobs. It's like, is this really a bad plan? Well, the way he's going about getting it's a bad thing. So yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> this was kind of what Werner Herzog was doing, right? In a Jack Reacher, it's wasn't it? The Jack Reacher, yes, the Werner Herzog needed to. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, every, everyone's real. Yeah, everyone's bad guy plot these days involves land deals. That's that's what it is now. But okay, so you don't know why he's bad. He delivers the speech, his like Bond villain speech, yeah. what he's doing, and then it's never mentioned again. Yeah, you really got to listen the first time, or else you're not going to know why this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> like you, you could have just like left all that out and just be like, oh, he's bad because he's bad. <laughs> deal with it because <laughs> it really wants to be an 80s movie and so many of those 80s movies oh they're just bad you know for bad sake because they woke up one day and they felt like it and there's really no no reason for a whole bunch of them it, it would have been so much better because at that moment i was like whoa 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 is he talking about real estate then it does, <laughs> this is terrible it, then it doesn't even matter because jason Moe is the one that's like the lead bad guy in this movie <laughs> yeah and i love the uh the warehouse 
big uh, climax at the end when no one could find each other, yet everyone's, like, blowing up stuff <laughs> and shooting. Like, this is not a huge warehouse. Like, follow the gunshots. I love that everybody was in that warehouse, including every single major bat. Like, like, the guy, <laughs> like just the henchmen and Momoa could have been there. But, no, they, like, apparently moved their base of operation from Christian Slater's, like, elaborate, decadent house to this, like, crappy warehouse in South <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> And um, it's brilliant that uh, what's what's uh, Stallone's name? It's uh, oh Jimmy his Bobo. name Bonomo or something like that. Maybe yeah, Jimmy Bonomo, James Bonomo, <laughs> but people call him Jimmy Bobo. How he has everything rigged. Every piece of property <laughs> he has is rigged with an explosive device. In case you ever needed to use it, and you had to use it. Jason Momoa is that for uh, Sun King to just explode at one point. <laughs> <laughs> everything is rigged. Like he captures Sun King, and he's like holding a gun to his head. He's like, oh, you got my partner, huh? But I guess you didn't, get the, you didn't expect this to happen. Then he blows him up. <laughs> you can't just kill a guy like that. Like, okay, so his, he ex- uh, he blows up his house. Mm-hmm. He blows up his his car. Oh, that's why he needs a car because he blew it up at the end. Layered, I see. <laughs> oh, this movie makes so much sense. <laughs> see, it's it's the type of movie you got to see again. Yeah, yeah, because uh, of all the layers. Um, uh, so on the Taken Two, is this better or worse than Taken Two? Our previous tag collaboration. I would um, I'd, I'd rather watch this again than Taken Two. Are you sure? Yeah, but okay. Here's the thing: I wouldn't watch either of them alone. Like if yeah, I were, that's true. See, that's that's why that was my review of Bullets in the Head. I would no, I would never watch it alone. But like, because it, it's terrible, and even in right. watching with people, it doesn't get less terrible. But at least you'd have more of an entertaining time, which I did. Yeah, and I, I would even watch Bullets in the Head again if it was with a group of people. Like, oh, let's watch this movie. I don't and know, laugh. though. I mean, Liam, Liam Neeson yelling at his daughter during that driving sequence. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty fantastic. That's maybe one of the best. I don't know. There's, one of the uh, best. there's more. I'm, pre- no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there's like th- there's like a scene from Kinsey, three scenes from The Grey, a scene from Schindler's <laughs> List, like two scenes from Schindler's List, a scene from Love Actually, because he's pretty good in that movie too, and, and then Batman Begins, but then, then, taken to char- char- car chasing. <laughs> but you didn't see Parker. Parker is the best <laughs> movie to watch this <laughs> Well, the year just began, but yeah, this year is Parker. Is all, is, is, all, is all of Parker great, or just the scenes where he's playing a Texan? All of Parker. All of is Parker. Great. Okay. Imagine the scenes we just discussed. Okay. But for a full hour and a half. Well, I mean, it, it can't be better than Crank and Crank Two, though. Well, I mean, it's not as like over the top, like eccentric, like Crank. Okay. Um, it's it's uh it's it's a very like horribly directed film, which makes it so but wacky. From, from but from Ray from director of Ray Taylor Hackford, he made a bad film. Oh, in, the uh, Devil's Advocate, Taylor Hackford. Blood in, Blood out. Taylor Hackford couldn't make the great <laughs> Jason Statham action movie. Am I just the first person to reference Blood in, Blood out in like seventeen years? <laughs> I'm sure Taylor Hackford discusses it to his wife every night. While she was uh, making Hitchcock, he was like, "Remember what Blood in, Blood out." Yeah. When I was like, hey, we got to And Merritt. <laughs> Remember that one scene of Blood and Blood Out? Uh, if, if you got... <laughs> I'm not talking about Blood and Blood Out. <laughs> Helen, Helen Mirren, because that's what I call my wife, if uh, if you need some advice on how to make Red 2 work, look at my movie, Blood and Blood Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, did you see Parker? It's time for me to direct Red 2. <laughs> um, 
No, but you've got to see Parker. We've got to record a commentary on Parker. I feel like Parker. there's several Statham movies that we could easily do commentaries for at some point. See, Parker is the best. I don't know. I mean, remember War with Jet Li? I mean, I never saw it. War, which is part, part like part what one of the, or maybe part two. How many? He's done so many Jet Li movies. Like the one, two expendable yeah. movies. He's didn't he do um um. No, he wasn't in that Romeo and Juliet. No, no he wasn't in Romeo and Must Die. No, he was. No, no. Okay, that's right. Yeah. I thought he was in something else though. I think War. <laughs> that's, the, that's the cream of the crop right there. So it's Lee Jason Statham collaborations. The one, I the one's the all one. right, but but you know War. Mainly because Jason Statham has a part in the trailer where he says, "We're going to war." I don't remember that in the trailer. Don't worry about it. We'll do. We'll, you'll, you'll, you'll recall it when we do the commentary. <laughs> we gotta do a double feature. Double feature. Um, Parker and War. <laughs> but I feel like um, how's Mike? How's Mike? How's Michael Chiklis in War? Or, sorry, in Bullet to the Head. <laughs> oh, Michael Chiklis needs an Oscar. His performance in Parker is is I the greatest thing you'll ever see in your life. And I can't go into. To I, I love that we never make these hyperbolic statements in these bonus tags that we do. For, you know, <laughs> clearly, you're telling completely the truth, and there's there's nothing there's nothing. It actually is the greatest things I could see in theaters are these things you're describing <laughs> to me. Complete strangers who've never met me or listening to this. Yeah. Chickless and Parker, the greatest <laughs> thing you'll ever see in your life. It's basically the Shield, Fantastic Four two, Parker. That's what it is. Right? Michael Chickless. <laughs> used to be considered a good actor, right? He, well, I don't, I don't think he stopped being a good actor. I <laughs> never know that after seeing Parker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you had never seen a Michael Chiklis role and you saw Parker, you would walk out and say, you're lying to me. He's never given a good performance. <laughs> <laughs> that's in, he is incapable. That's not possible. <laughs> But um, bull to the head. Yeah, bull to the head. I feel like it's like um, it, it could have been an hour episode of one of those like C gray like TNT cop shows. Um, it, it's just so formulaic, and it, it really is longer than it needs to be. It could have been just like an hour show. Yeah, yeah, that's what it could. And um, I, I read how much the movie cost, and I was blown away because it looks like it was made for ten bucks. Um, what was it, like forty-five million dollars or something like that? I don't care. Uh, so, but it was expensive, apparently, and, and long. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, and I'm glad it only made like fifty cents at the box office. Okay. Yeah, it didn't do well. Neither did Bullet to the Head. Oh, I was talking about Bullet to the Head. Oh, sorry, Just, I was. I lost track. I, I lost track of the Parker Chickless oh, Bullet to the Head conversation. Yeah, Bullet to the Head feels like it could have been. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, it could have been much shorter. It could have, it could, it could have been a lot of things. What it really is, it's a lot of driving in cars around and explaining things and with exposition. Yeah, a lot of the, what was the movie about again? Because they're just driving around for uh, yeah. an hour and thirty minutes. It's, yeah, if you took all that out, there'd be like fifteen minutes of incomprehensible action. But it'd be at least most some of it would be decent, I guess. <laughs> And the film only takes place over like it seems like a day. It's like a weekend. It's like a weekend trip. They, yeah. they visit his daughter. They visit his daughter, played by Sarah Shaw, who covered her in tattoos. And uh, then they. And then he makes a, a little crack about 
the tattoo girl and Stone's like, oh, that's my daughter. <laughs> and then they, then they, you know, they kill Christian Slater, and then they get, then Jason Momoa is like, I'm angry, and then, and then they have a fight, and so, and so, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tight weekend. But if you want to watch uh, Stallone try on some masquerade masks, this is, yeah, this there is, is a, <laughs> there's a wacky montage. It's like there was. Jordan, you just had montage fever this weekend because there was a montage of wearing sunglasses and warm bodies, one of your favorite movies of the year, if not no. five years. Yeah. And, uh, and then they had a, a, a montage of Stallone wearing masks for his Eyes Wide Shut tribute party that he was going to later that night. <laughs> Imagine uh, it's, it's just like the uh, uh, montage in Django Unchained when he's trying all the clothes. Exactly. There's Okay, so basically there's a scene of Bullet to the Head where Stallone and Sun Kang are supposed to infiltrate Christian Slater's lavish, <laughs> decadent house and to do that – it, they have to go to this like fancy party that looks like something out of Eyes Wide Shut, and so they have to go. They go to a mask shop in New Orleans, and they so that you just see a montage of Stallone trying on different masks that he could wear to this like fancy burlesque party, which has like naked women walking around with entree with with hors d'oeuvres on their hands and things. It's like it's it's nonsense. But everyone else has an actual costume yeah. with the mask. They walk up with like a torn bloody shirt, on, probably sandals or Crocs. I, I suppose just someone is probably wearing Crocs. Something out of place at this party. Um, <laughs> and he, he's also, you know, a sixty-six-year-old man with like giant arms, but no one really knows. <laughs> and he can barely move too. It's it's uh, it's kind of sad watching him move about. That's probably why they had to do all those fast cuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh well, how can this man who took steroids for so many years function? Did you notice oh. this one scene? And because I, yeah. I saw this with a friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, we uh, there was one scene where at towards the end of the last battle, where Sun Kang's like fighting one guy, where he's like they're like fight, they're like fist fighting because they like drop their guns or whatever, and like the one guy swings, misses, and kills himself by throwing himself over the railing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. And you know that it's hard because the next shot you see of him is like fucking brains are splattered all over the ground. <laughs> I, I I was wondering if that's what happened yeah, or if it was he, just poor editing. No, it completely was like he swings and misses and like his momentum just throws himself over the railing of this bar and he dies. Oh my god, okay, good. So I'm I'm glad... And it was a kind of like, I was, yeah, I was kind of like, did that just, and then Scott looks like, he's like, did that, did that guy just kill himself? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> that's not, that's yeah, because he was a good cop. He didn't want to kill anybody, even though, even though he's an accessory to Stallone's murders throughout the movie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, he just turns the other way, the other cheek. It's like, um, but no, he just has the same line. Every, it's it, it, As much as like. As much as Don Cheadle says he killed the tox report in flight, Sung Kang constantly says, all right, I'll let this one slide, but I'm going to take you win when this is all over. Like, he says that, like, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, but th- there was something, um, oh, I-, I love the whole exchange at the end with, uh, with him in the hospital, and he's like, oh, well, someone... Uh, was was getting close to me or so like when you were asleep and then the daughter walks in and it's just so stupid. Yeah, it's a, it's it's not a it's not a good movie. So with all that said, let's get to our rating for Bullet to the Head. IMAX. I, IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> our scale out IMAX theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO TV. Forget about it. You would put it. You put it in IMAX. That's what you're saying. I put um, TV with friends. See, that's 
I don't care where you see it. Just don't see it alone. Yeah, I would say <laughs> see uh, it with people that if it's if it's with. like if it's making its like HBO premiere, which it you know it will in HD. Watch that with friends. March, in March, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <A> month after. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when you can go and see it. That's that's the time. And there are a lot of uh, Asian jokes in this film. There's a lot there of making fun of Asians. Yeah. There was this this uh, old couple. And the man was like applauding and howling at <laughs> each Asian joke. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable here. Like this man is enjoying these jokes far too much. He's like, that's true. That's how he yells, right? That's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's fact. <laughs> they don't drive well. What? what? Old man? <laughs> He's like, they're tight. <laughs> okay. So geez, old man. knocking out these one-liners, man. He's got them. <laughs> Spendables three. Let's do it. <laughs> so let me ask you: between the last stand, Parker bullet to the head, flopping at the box office, do you think this will uh, affect Die Hard? I would say no, think, just because it's Die Hard's a franchise. It's a yeah, it's a built-in audience. audience, and I think I think as much as much as it could, you know, it shows a sign of like people accepting these kind of R-rated action throwbacks. At the same time, Willis hasn't got Willis, Willis hasn't faded from the audience's eye. Like right. Schwarzenegger, you know, he's been in office for the past like what decade, and Stallone, mm-hmm. like try as he might, it's not like an Expendables film or something that he has someone else to work with that you know has a bigger name than Sung Kang. I mean, he's not <laughs> he's not exactly he's not been opening features by himself. He's had DTV pictures of his own, direct director video pictures of his own. So I mean, yeah. Willis. Is you know he he still stars in movies yearly in more than one so it's like yeah. people don't people aren't being like oh I remember Bruce Willis they're, no they're like oh there's Willis again so yeah he's gonna he's gonna kill it with Die Hard yes that's how I feel I mean it's, I know it, it may not be it may not be 3D post converted in PG thirteen but he's still gonna kill it yeah yeah that's how I feel but I've uh, I've had discussions with people who who have said otherwise I like, I can uh, certainly see Fox quivering a bit being like maybe we should have the PG-13 Die Hard but no no I think Die Hard's set yeah well I'm I'm glad they haven't um postponed it so they can give it a PG-13 rating yeah that's nice and I, I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that our competence in in flight of the flight of the Phoenix and uh, <laughs> Jesus what what behind enemy lines director John Moore the Omen. The Omen and Max Payne director John Moore is just gonna just light it on fire, I'd imagine. Max Payne. Much like Len Weisman's best film is Die Hard Four, I'm pretty sure John Moore's best film is gonna be Die Hard Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. His best film is and, Die Hard Five. And those 4. bars aren't exactly yeah. that high. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jordan, we got to wrap up here. Okay. So because uh, this is a whole extra half hour we've added onto this podcast episode now. But uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Jordan, where can people find more of your work? You can go to uh, Twitter at Amsterdam Chap, or you can go to damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. Great. Thank you for talking about Michael Chiklis' breathtaking performance in Parker and Stallone. That's thing you'll see. Yeah, and, and Bullet to the Head, which we should also definitely see 17 months from now with friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, take care. Thank you. Yeah. The world is a vampire.
the cutest babies. So yeah, they did. How did that even mix? <laughs> I gotta get a job. <laughs>